On this episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, it's New Year, New You, same us. Who knew? We'll see if I can finally talk Lance into changing out of his so-called lucky underwear in 2024 as every single sports team in Phoenix sucks and none of them are going to any sort of championship. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. Welcome to the very first episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast of Podcast of Twenty Four. I'm Matt. I'm Lance. Hope Gosh damn it! I love that intro song. Yeah, hope you guys had a uh, great holiday season, a great Hanukkah, a great Christmas, a great Kwanzaa, and a happy New Year. Or whatever other holidays you may celebrate. Uh I spent my holidays having my second kid. Yeah, dude. How how's that been? Is it have you noticed a difference or I'm tired. Yeah, well, that's um, baby. Any anytime you it's not though. It's not baby. It's the older one. Oh, yeah. That's a tough transition too. I, I remember when the youngest, when there's a new one that comes in the youngest 10 they tend to digress a little bit and uh you know it's a it's a new environment for them so they just don't know how to act it's like it's like they revert back to their factory settings of i'm going to annoy everybody in this household until i get this apple that i asked for or you know what i mean well it went from like she was very independent, like, all right, see you, mom, see you, dad, I'm going to go do my own thing. And now it went to being very clingy, a lot of separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, went from sleeping at night to now all of a sudden waking up at random times, screaming, mommy and daddy, where are you? And then up for five hours. Jeez, so we're getting like dude. no sleep. It's. But the little one's like clockwork, man. Like she's she wakes up every three to four hours to eat and then goes right back to sleep. So Yeah, that's rough, she's, dude. She's good. It's just the the sleep regression on the older one is a little uh nightmarish, I guess. Yeah, it it's rough, man. Like one thing we did is we would always like when the new baby came, um and the kids came to see the baby, right, in the hospital we would always have like a gift to like for something really small, like five or 10 bucks, you know, like a baby doll or something like that and say, Hey, the, the new baby brought you this. And that seemed to like soften it a little bit. I think because you tell them for, you tell them for nine months, like a new baby's coming, a new baby's coming. You know what I mean? And then, and then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, they're so excited about it. And then the day gets there, like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, granted, she's one, so she doesn't really comprehend. New no, baby's coming, new baby's that... coming, new baby's coming, you know? Yeah. She just sees that her attention's being a little bit uh, divided now. Probably, yeah, right? I don't know. If it's, I don't even know if it's that. I'm kind of wondering if it's it's more so, like how we left because we left abruptly in the middle of the night and she was asleep. My sister was here when she woke up. So trauma like, yeah, I don't know if a traumatized, but if that confusion kind of 
spark something, but we're getting through it, man. We're working. It'll get better, man. Once it becomes so, our new normal. And then I went back to work this week, so it's just kind of like just a little bit of a transition. So everybody went back to work this week. I feel like the last two weeks have just been come and go. Yeah. But it always seems like whenever you're on vacation, time flies by. And then Oh yeah. And then you, get you to gotta work. go to work and it like crawls by. Molasses. Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, man, I, I mean I'm really you know you're an old geek when the most exciting thing you did over Christmas break isn't like what cool gift you got. It's <laughs> oh I had a kid and oh I'm tired and oh this and oh that. Dude, it this is the first year that I'm like, I can't wait for this holiday season to be over. Like I just felt constant. It didn't feel like Christmas. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's, it means more to my kids now than it does for me. But like every weekend was tied up doing something like Mm -hmm. in, you know, I, I, you know, really look forward to those moments where I can like literally sit on my couch and do nothing. And I don't remember the last time I was able to do that. Besides this week, my in-laws came to town. They just left on Tuesday. Um, and you know, my mother-in-law is a saint, but my father-in-law is a lot of work. You know, he, uh, constantly needs to remember this is going to be on the internet. I don't fucking care. Careful what you say. Yeah, they'd they'd have to figure out how to use the internet first, but um, <laughs> but like, just constant. He's just needy, man. Like if I'm not in there watching a game with him, he's like, "Hey, I come all the way out here, and you don't even watch this game with me." I was like, well, "I don't want to watch the fucking Nuggets and you know Orlando Magic." <laughs> sure, you do. Now his team is the Nuggets, and it just drives me nuts, dude. Is it because he's a bandwagoner and they won the championship last year? No, he's he's from Colorado, born and raised, lives there, lives there currently. On a playground where he spends most of his days. Yeah, he's Avalanche, Nuggets, and Broncos all day. Nice. But but my mother in law, dude, she's she's a saint. The only thing I had to do with my mother in law is she's got a bad hip. She just had hip surgery like last year. And uh, she likes to clean up after my kids. So I got to fucking, hey, sit your ass down. You're not here to clean up after my kids. You're here to spend time with them. Your mother-in-law can come over to my house and clean up after my kids. <laughs> she has she has COPD and bad hip. And I'm like, chill the fuck out, man. You're not here for that. You know? So then to make sure she doesn't do it, I'm more on my toes, like making sure that, the house is always clean and when they're not here you know you can let it go for a couple hours and no one's gonna touch it you know weeks dude you got two when you got five dude it's like a fucking Uh, yeah i don't need five (laughs) it's uh it two to three hours would be a couple weeks for normal people but i don't know what about you man like what what did you besides having the baby, of course, but what did you like mo- most about this holiday season? What did what was you know kind of shitty? Uh, it really just didn't feel like Christmas, man. Like it didn't feel like the holidays. Like it was, it came and went, 
in a blink of an eye, I felt like. And it's because it's like we were busy. Like, yeah, December was busy getting ready for the baby and all that and trying to get Christmas squared away for Logan. And I think really just that was because like Aaron and I were like, let's not get gifts for each other this year. Let's just focus on the kids and let's not worry about it. And, and that's, so that's what we did. So really didn't get much. Not that that matters, but just finally Logan being at the age where she understands and comprehends Christmas and like was actually opening gifts on her own and was excited yeah. about it. Even if, even though she would like open one and then want to play with it. And then like, you, you know, Christmas, you wanted to keep opening and opening and she's like, I want to play with this. And then, so she'll play <laughs> with the one toy for like 20 minutes and then go open another one. And it took her probably like two days to actually open up all of her gifts. Really? Yeah. Just because she would open one and then play with it, and we Were got you a, at your house. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got this big, big like uh, bluey playset from Costco for her for Christmas, and with the van and like, stuff. Did you send yeah. me a picture of that? Yeah, with the car and the like. Yeah. Backyard swimming pool, and and she loved she plays with that like crazy. So we bought our girls a fucking Barbie dream house that is bigger than my guitar amp. Like it's, <laughs> nice. it's so fucking huge. And I remember, and I gotta be quiet about this, but I remember being up, uh, you know, close to midnight. Well, no, it was like one or two in the morning, putting that shit together. Fuck Mattel, man. Fuck them <laughs> right in the ass, dude. Mattel, they couldn't have made that any harder. Like every single piece is individual. Like it has this big, like water slide on the side. That's like a coil. And it's like in four or five pieces. And it's like, you could, the box is huge. The box is the size of like a truck bed, right? Like it's fucking huge. You're telling me that you couldn't, you know, put a couple of this shit together. Like it's obnoxious. And then why explain to me, and I'm not sure if the playhouse was like this, the bluey playhouse, but why the fuck don't they put the stickers on that shit before they put it in the box? Like, why do I fucking put the stickers on it? So on the Blue Playhouse, they did. And they were all good except one. So it comes with like a little refrigerator. Uh-huh. And the refrigerator, the stickers are upside down. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. She doesn't notice. No, she doesn't care. But like, and then the other thing is, dude, like. Toys that require batteries. Okay, some companies put the batteries in there. Some don't. This needs to be a normalized fucking thing because there's certain things that we got that I didn't even realize took batteries. And it probably said right on the box batteries not included. And you didn't probably know. probably. But, you know, you're just like buying shit right and left, you know. But like I bought my son this Nerf gun that takes like six D size batteries I'm like, why the fuck? First of all, why isn't it just like everything else? You just rechargeable battery. 6D batteries. How many things in your house can you name besides a flashlight that use D batteries? Um, none. The other yeah. one is the other obscure one is like the C battery. Yeah. And there's another Nerf gun that, that, that we got last year that takes C batteries. So what did I do? I went on Amazon. And I bought the batteries. I got one right here. I bought the batteries that you can plug in. You seen these? No, I haven't. Yeah, they're awesome. USB C right there. They're rechargeable. 
So I bought 12 of these or something like that. I think they come in packs of six, about 12 or something. And they come in and I take them out. And I load up the, the new gun and then I go to get the old gun. And lo and behold, it doesn't take these ones. It takes these ones, motherfuckers. And so I had to return half the batteries I bought to buy these ones and these recharge as well. See, but fuck, what's the dude. difference between them? This is a D and this is a C. Oh, C battery. So this okay. is my dick. This is yours. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's the other way around, buddy. <laughs> but uh, fuck, dude. Same company, Nerf. Same amount of batteries. Why the fuck don't they normalize this shit? It fucking just, I don't know, dude. Sorry, we got off on a tangent because it's something that really upsets me. <laughs> it's all right. And then my kid's like, well, I want to play with my gun. Well, I'm like, well, it's Christmas and this shit's probably not going to be here until Tuesday or Wednesday because everything's like back ordered now, you know, or yeah. back backlogged to, to ship. She just went on, went over to Walgreens and got yourself some batteries. I thought everything was closed. No, mostly most some Walgreens are open still on Christmas. Mm, I didn't know that. Well, one year, dude, they got a um, Power Wheels, like a ATV Power Wheels thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we I was putting it together the night of, you know, uh, getting ready for Santa to come, and we put it all together, and the back axle was bent. Oh, yeah. So then I had to get really creative. I made a note on the computer from Santa that said, hey, kids, I pulled this out of the bag and it's broken. And uh, let your mommy and daddy know and they're going to, you know, exchange it on Monday whenever or whatever day it was. You know, the next day the stores are open. But that dude, that fucking pissed me off. Exchange it because Santa is a retail shop now. (laughs) <laughs> not a my right. elves fixed it it's a we're gonna let you exchange it right right santa claus brought but you how the back. fuck the whole back axle was bent like like it's supposed to be straight like this and it was like this like it's Dang. like it got it's like it fell off a truck or something and just got Isn't that how you dinged. get most of your things in your family they just fall <laughs> off the back of a truck but that fucking pissed me off dude <laughs> I felt awful. I'm like, dude, here you go. Fucking spoil Christmas. But yeah. I digress. My kids had a blast this year, so that's all that matters, I guess. That's why we do it, right? Yeah. Mine do, I mean, mine did too. Just, uh... Well, your little one doesn't know easy. what the hell's going on yet. Right. <laughs> so, did you... Because the baby was born before Christmas, right? Yes, baby was born on December <laughs> 17th. Right. Before Christmas. Um, so did you have Santa gifts under the tree just for Logan's sake for the new baby? Uh, we no, we had, so we do the big gift is from us and then her little gifts are from Santa. And then, so we, I mean, we had stuff for Riley under the tree also. And so there was nothing from like, from Riley to Logan. Cause like, she doesn't know. She doesn't understand. Like to her, no, it's all. No, no, that's not what I what I was saying. Like if Logan came and saw a bunch of gifts under a tree from Santa, was anything there for Riley? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. make sense to. It doesn't matter for Riley. Right. You know. Yeah. That's what I meant for for Logan. Like the the appearance. 
yeah, like Riley had a stock. We had a stocking for Riley and all that stuff. It just, you know, it's almost, almost like she's a brand new. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Next year will be different, but. Well, maybe. I don't know. She'll be just hitting a year, dude. She might just be handed yeah. her shit. She still might not. Probably. Understand. Yeah, it'll be about this. Because Logan was just about to turn a year last year at Christmas. So. Yeah, I feel like. So Livy turned a year in July, and I feel like this was the first year where she's like, "Oh, a fat man in a red suit." And no, it's not me. A fat man <laughs> in a red suit brings me gifts. You know what I mean? Like she's starting to realize. Like we went and took pictures with Santa, and she's like, "Oh, this is the man that's going to bring me gifts." Like it's starting to click, you know. Which, in hindsight, like she's she's going to turn four here in July my daughter already doesn't believe in Santa. She, she was 10. I think when she figured out there was nothing or 11, that only gives them like six years, seven yeah. years of believing. Hi. Oh, hi, Logan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's uh, a little bit of uh child innocence on the show. So that was really, that was really fun this year. Like, seeing her eyes light up everything christmas was ho ho she's like dad look ho ho lights ho ho yeah christmas uh, tree ho ho logan is very much up on santa and who he is and what he's about even at almost two so yeah it's all good but enough about our christmas I hope all you guys had a great holiday season let us know in the comment section below what you did for your holiday season and what your favorite part of the holiday season is, but let's talk new year. Let's take a look back at 2023 and a look forward to 2024. Kind of talk about our, our best and worst of the last year. Kind of like TV show, pop culture wise, TV shows, events, music, movies, kind of encompass it all into what we liked and disliked about 2023. What would you say your top TV shows of 2023 were? Mine? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's tough because there were some great ones. And right now I'm in the middle of Re Reacher season two, but I didn't really think that I kind of did like debuts, you know, when I was thinking about this. Um, so my top, I think, TV show is Shrinking with Jason Siegel. Solid show. Four. Because that was a show that I'm like, oh, I have to watch this. But there were so many fucking good shows, dude. There were so many good shows. With the writer strike and actor strike, you thought that this was going to be a ho-hum. Ho is that is that the term? Ho-hum? Year? Is it ho-hum? I wouldn't say 2023 was going to be a ho-hum year with that. I would say you kind of look at 2024 as maybe being a down ho-hum year. That's the true because they were they were filming. How long it went on? Yeah, they were filming up up until the writer strike. But what was your top TV show? Yeah, there was a lot of them, man. Like for me, we said in 2023 we said goodbye or did we? Who knows? To Ted Lasso, and that's probably like one of my all time favorite TV shows. It's a great show. Um, I really love Shrinking. Shrinking was really good. I think I talked to you about, I told you to watch Shrinking quite a few times. 
Yeah, you're the one that um, got me into it. You were you watched probably, it like right off the bat. Yeah, it was probably my breakout show of the year. Um, of course, there's always good things like what we do in the shadows, and I'm sorry to I'm sorry, sad to hear that 2024 is going to be the final season for that. Um, you had Gen V. This voice spinoff was really good. Started um, off a little slow, but I think it it like the last I don't know five or six episodes I thought were fantastic. I got really into the the Squid Games to challenge the reality TV version of the Squid Games. My I wife and I got super that into that. Um, but there was a lot of. As I was thinking about this, I was like, I didn't watch. I, I watched a lot of TV, but I really didn't watch a lot of TV in in this year because there's like so many new shows. Like, of course, you got The Last of Us, but I really could have taken or leave that. Like, I didn't think that that show was as like amazing as a lot of people did um but there was just some other like that 90s show the that 70s show spinoff was okay for what it was i thought it was a lot of fun it wasn't like groundbreaking television by any means but there's i there just wasn't a lot i thought i felt like 2023 was more about like the year of shows ending than it really was yes new shows yeah let's like if you consider like all the shows that ended ted lasso you know question mark we don't know what's going on with that right but uh letter flash yeah well yeah letter kenny final season letter kenny which have you watched that yet i'm i've watched the first two episodes i don't know maybe Maybe I'm not paying enough attention to it because I feel like the other seasons I wasn't able to like put down. Like I wa- I just binged it. You know, it comes out usually around Christmas. This one I feel like it's it's been a little tougher. See, I felt the opposite. I felt like this season, the final season was so good. I felt like the last two seasons, ten and eleven, were kind of like they had this overarching story going. Right. And then like the last two seasons, season what, ten and eleven, they lost that story and it just become like this random mess. And then finally for the last season they put it back together and it had a great story and it was a good ending. And it's kind of like I feel ripped off. I want two more seasons with actual story versus whatever that hodgepodge was that you gave us of Letter Kenny that didn't even really feel like Letter Kenny. It felt well, like we yeah. were more focused on Shorzy, but we got to put Letterkenny out, so we're just going to write a random hodgepodge of episodes to to get a six or seven episode season out. It definitely started to feel disjointed, and maybe that's my issue with um, this season is I still have the, what do you want to say, PTSD from the previous two seasons, and it hasn't really picked up a story yet. The first episode, I think they're like doing a comedy show or something and then or the first episode yeah in the second episode it's i don't even think i finished the second episode i think i'm I'm like halfway through it but it's worth a while like so the overarching story of the season is they do the comedy show and they make fun of Derry, and he feels betrayed by his by the hicks by his group so he goes out and meets a new group of people and becomes a d-gen and he's like struggling with being called a D-Gen and being part of the hit group. And it it's kind of like him, like that's the whole overarching story. And it's it's really good. It is very good. I'll watch it. I'll um 
I, of course I'll watch it. I mean, I think that this last season of Shorzy though was some of the the second season of Shorzy was some of the best Letter Kenny shows I've seen in a while. Like I really loved season two. Yeah, the Shorzy season two was good. I didn't really care for season one, but I flew through season two, watched it all in one day. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really like that. That's another one we got this year was season two of Shorzy. So, um, you know, they're not ready to walk away from from this universe yet because you're going to get more seasons of Shorzy. But I am sad to see the end of Letter Letterkenny. Well, my thing is, dude, like, if they don't have a show with Bonnie McMurray and Katie in it, ooh, Bonnie McMurray. Oh my gosh, dude. I showed my my wife is like, why do you watch this show? And I pulled up a picture of Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> you gotta I want to say it's episode two or three. Uh Jim Dickens does a wants to be a country singer, so he makes a country vid, uh, country song called uh Sun Darts about smoking cigarettes in the yeah, sun. They were they I'm in the middle of that. They're using AI to figure out like the best country song. Yeah, it's such formula. a it's actually a really catchy song and such a good video. You get to see Bonnie McMurray and Katie in some very uh, provocative oh geez outfits. Yeah, Bonnie it's definitely McMurray. one you want to wear sweatpants for because it'll go <laughs> six to midnight real quick. <laughs> Tuck it in that waistband if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, that's the one thing about dude. I don't know, like, are all girls in Canada just drop dead gorgeous? I don't understand. I don't know, but I feel like it's a boot time. We go find out. <laughs> Our wives will love that. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Canada. Right. Here comes me. Uh so and then the second one, the second show I have on my list, which uh I think you said you hadn't started watching yet, and it's more of teen fair, I guess, but I've been really impressed with it, is uh the Percy Jackson show on Disney Plus. It's been a while, I feel like that we've gotten well aside from goosebumps that we've gotten a, a top or high caliber type show on disney plus it would you would you agree with that yeah and percy jackson definitely feels like they put a lot of thought into it it's following the book very well i haven't read the book my wife and kids all have read the book and my wife says it's it's uh besides minor changes you know that they always do that but it follows the book pretty well in fact every time something happens in the show that didn't happen in the book she goes that's not how it happened in the book so she she makes sure to tell me something's different but different than the movies which i enjoyed the movies but apparently the movies were just the wild west dude they did whatever they wanted but percy jackson's been really good I have no interest in that. I I would never read the books. I have never even seen the movies. It just it's beyond my time. It's not. It's like Harry Potter. Like I never got really into Harry Potter. That was like the generation behind me. Like my oh, I my love sisters are into Harry Potter. It's just not not something I ever got into. I read all those books, uh, except the last two. I think I, I haven't read the last two. But uh, like Hunger Games, I read all those. Much. I've seen all those movies. I've seen all the Twilight movies. And yes, I'll admit that, but I never read any of the books. I um, never read the Twilight books, and I don't think I've seen... How many Twilight movies are there? Four? 
I think so, yeah. I don't think I've seen two of them. But my wife and I were dating, I think, when the first one came out. Or maybe the second one or something like that. I know what you are. Say it. <laughs> um, they're just really dumb, dude. Like, I'm not into those at all. <laughs> Sparkly. Um, but yeah, Percy Jackson's been really good. And Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters, Goosebumps was really good too. Justin Long is phenomenal. I, to that. I think I've watched like three episodes of it, never finished it. I enjoyed it because it felt so like the Jack Black movie came out and it didn't feel like Goosebumps. Like it felt like kind of um, slapsticky to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. And this one, I feel like, was trying to appeal to the generation that actually read Goosebumps when it was first coming out. It felt yeah, a little darker. It was interesting how they incorporated major chunks from all the different Goosebump books into the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like Night of the Living Dummy or the um, Haunted Mask. and The first five episodes are five different books. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Snake Cheese and Die. I think that was the second one where they find the camera and they're taking pictures of it. Yeah. People. Yeah. The they had the, the mask. They had the worms, the mask, the worms, the camera. What am I missing here? I don't know if they had the night of the living dummy stuff or not. No. Cause slappy comes later. I think. I think I think he's introduced at the end of episode five. Hmm. And then that that's where the new stuff goes into. But then they had the um the possession. I think that's one of the books. The haunted man or it's not the haunted mansion. Um I think that's from the first book. Yeah. But it was it was really well done and it gave so goosebumps. I loved goosebumps, right? I I you know, the scholastic uh, brochure would come to school and I would get a ton of Goosebump books. But oh, the yeah. other one that I got, which I've heard they're Welcome developing. Welcome to Dead House. Yeah, I think it that's is. the one with the kid possessing the, the guy. Yeah, Welcome to Dead House and then Stay Out of the Basement and Monster Blood, Say Cheese and Die. Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, Let's Get Invisible. Another Living Dummy would be book seven. So... The the other one I heard they're adapting at adapting it um is Animorphs. Which which Oof. when I was a kid it was Ghostbusters and Animorphs, dude. I was obsessed with all the books. In fact, I have all the books. Um I recently went to like thrift stores and like rebought them all to read with my boys. But if they could do something that is um the way goosebumps did that that pays homage to the original you know generation that read those books animorphs has a potential to be fucking awesome especially with the way science or um you know cgi is nowadays animorphs was already a tv show in the 90s wasn't it yeah it was nickelodeon and i think it went for six episodes and got canceled because it looked bad. Aaron, um, I almost said Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's not one of the twins. The Jimmy Olsen. He was Iceman. It's one Sean. What What are their names? 
Aaron and Sean. I know who you're talking about, but I, I can't think of the name. Yeah, yeah he was Iceman in the original X-Men movies. Yeah, it's one of the twins was was in that show. It was on Nickelodeon. It felt super low budget, but probably for that time, it was probably had a big budget. That's why it got canceled so easily. But it looks... The, the technology just wasn't there to turn animals into kids. You know what I mean? Like, and make it look realistic. Now, now I think they could do it and it would be awesome. And I also think, you think so? I think so. I I just think that's like a property that I don't know. I don't know if I don't really see people screaming for the return of, uh, animorphs. It's just like, I don't know. It's just one of those, like, I feel like we're in the, the, the year of trying to revive the nineties. Yeah. So like <laughs> now you're going to bring back animorphs. And it's like, well, if you uh, remember those really books screaming for animorphs, those books sold millions of copies. I mean, yeah, they were extremely popular. So if you were going to do it now would be the time to do it, to bank on that nostalgic, you know, cause I think, but it has to be good because you can't just that's my issue with some of these these properties that are that are um adapted is they're banking on the nostalgic factor and what they don't realize is it has to be good enough to get new people to watch it too i think like i feel like goosebumps did that very well goosebumps my daughter who's never read a goosebumps book watched that show enjoyed it loved it for me it was the nostalgia thing but for her it was a brand new thing and she was into it. You have to, you have to balance that line, I think. And if they make it cool enough, you know, it could be good, but I hear that they're writing a script for it is, is what they're saying. I, um, what they said on Reddit on a page that I follow. So because like, they're even talking about reviving running Stimpy now. And you had Beavis and Butthead revived last year. Well, 2022 really. So it's just like the last couple of years have been all about reviving the nineties. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at these kids wardrobes, you know, these 12, 13, 14 year old kids are all wearing like flannels and holy jeans and yeah, the ripped jeans are back and the grunge era of fashion is very much back Nirvana t-shirts. And it's weird to me. And they don't call it grunge. They call it like, visco or something like that yeah well all i know is my my 18 year old sister came home one day wearing a smashing pumpkins shirt she <laughs> never listened to smashing pumpkins in her life she's like i just like the shirt my dad goes oh well name me three non-famous smashing pumpkins fan or songs and she's like i can't and he's like fucking poser <laughs> i was like jesus i but never I once thought that someone who listened to smashing pumpkins could sell somebody that doesn't listen to Smashing Pumpkins a poser. (laughs) (laughs) Because me that listens to like punk rock music, I call people that listen to, and I like Smashing Pumpkins, I'm not going to lie, some of it. But to me, those those people that listen to that mainstream rock stuff, we would call them posers. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always the, but whatever. I'm being silly. But yeah, my wife, my daughter just bought a Nirvana sweater and I'm like, can you even, if I played Nirvana on the radio right now, could you even tell me that that was Nirvana? She has no idea. 
<laughs> and some of it, some of it, she does. Like I took her to an MXPX concert. She loves MXPX. She knows Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, those kids have listened to that new Blink One Eighty Two album. I think more than I have. So they know things. But if it's not something that I'm listening to all the time, they're not going to know it. My my wife has. She bought a Pink Floyd sweater. I was like, you don't know a single Pink Floyd song. You know, she has Nirvana, Rolling Stones. I can't stand the Rolling Stones. Always hated them. Yeah. I've always been a Beatles guy. Don't like the Rolling Stones. She has a Guns N' Roses shirt, and you know how I feel about Guns N' Roses. <laughs> but these people, but I could still tell you, hey, that's a Guns N' Roses song, and I can name off at least 10 Guns N' Roses songs. <laughs> but she buys the fucking sweater and the t-shirts man like i don't know it's just funny did you see that kurt cobain's daughter francis bean just married uh tony hawk's son yeah that's Crazy. not a 90s marriage i don't know what is right yeah by the way tony hawk is like what mid 50s something like that yeah and he doesn't age and he's still flying around on that skateboard. It's just crazy like, to me. He's like Paul Rudd doesn't age. <laughs> yeah, but if Paul Rudd's not on a fucking skateboard doing tricks and shit. <laughs> he's 55. Yeah, I, I thought he was mid-50s. Or 55 the guys, and still shredding. The guys from Blink, I think, are 50 plus. And I went to their concert and they're fucking jumping around in the air like crazy people. I'm like, bro, I can't. If I jumped like that, I would definitely snap my knee. Yeah. For sure. You get two inches off the ground, you're going to fucking snap your knee when you come down. <laughs> right. Hey, so we talked about TV shows. Do you have any? T I don't have any TV shows on my worst of. Do you have any TV shows on your worst of? Again, kind of going into the it being the year of ends, we had the final season of Riverdale, and that show shit the bed two seasons before it ended. Which is, which is a shame because I really liked that show for a long time. And then they really hit the bed. Then we had the uh, abomination that was Secret Invasion. Yeah, now uh, that you're naming some of these shows, I'm like, oh shit, I should have put that on my list. And I wouldn't, I liked it, but a lot of people considered it terrible. Was Ahsoka. Uh, there were a lot Ahsoka of people that didn't was... like Ahsoka, but I enjoyed it. I liked Ahsoka. Um, then there was the, uh, I think the most unanimously hated show of the year was The Idol on HBO that had uh, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter, and The Weeknd in it. Yeah, I didn't even From watch the creators that. of Euphoria. And people were that saying that canceled? it was... Uh, I don't know if it got canceled yet, but I'm sure it's going to if it hasn't because a lot of people were saying it was like having CIA-level torture to watch that, that show. So, But it got... It got people watching it. Yeah, because it had nudity in it, so that'll always do it. <laughs> but it had Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah. Nude. I don't know if she was nude in it. I um, I watched part of the first episode and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I went about my life. Yeah, I didn't even give it a chance. But when I saw the weekend, and nothing against the weekend, but I'm like I saw the trailer for it, I think, and the weekend. What there was a couple scenes in the trailer with the weekend. I'm like, they just cast this guy because he's a name. I hate when they do that shit. 
well i mean it's, it's a, in a show about the music industry and hollywood it, it makes sense but so get somebody that actually acts like um isn't paul mescal in the music industry andre 3000 yeah did you 50 see cent, <laughs> curtis 50 cent jackson that should have been my worst of 2023 we all got hyped up that Andre 3000 was making his triumphant return to music. And he releases an album and all it is is flutes. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> when somebody says Andre 3000 is coming out with a new album, like what is it? Where's your mind go? Oh man, a, a new hip outcast and Andre 3000 album. Yes. Like outcast and Andre 3000 are, are, epic to me like bombs over baghdad is a fucking masterpiece in my opinion and fucking it's there's no vocals in it it's just him playing the flute <laughs> jazz flute what a fucking... this opportunity he should have called up his friend will farrell as they were in semi-pro together and asked him to be ron burgundy <laughs> and play some jazz flute on the album but what a freaking bait and switch dude <laughs> if there ever was one <laughs> But yeah, uh, no TV shows made it on mine, even though you mentioned some that easily could have made it on, on mine. And the new season was season three of The Mandalorian. Was better was than se- season two, or wait? No, it wasn't. It was better than Book of Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah, right. which I consider to be the previous season of Mandalorian. <laughs> um, Not that I hated Mandalorian. I didn't hate it. I just... It was not didn't live up to all the hype i feel yeah um marvel and star wars man have a real problem coming up they got to really figure this out i mean with the kang you know um uh, being uh his uh verdict major is being fired yeah now they got to clean all that shit up um they really don't have to like they could just end it where it's at and move on with somebody else which it sounds like is what two. they're already trying to do because oh recast already, it. Well, I don't know if they're gonna recast it. They're already, I guess, there's a war room put together where they're talking about changing the name of that Avengers movie to be just being an Avengers movie versus being Kang Dynasty. But doesn't Kang going to be done with the end of with the end of Loki? Because Loki season two kind of like really in a lot of ways closes that book, and you can move on with some other big bad versus Kang the Conqueror, which is what they should have done in the first place. Well, I think they're regretting this whole multiversal thing. You know, uh, I, mean, I don't know if they're regretting it, but well, I mean, they're regretting everything right now because they're not. I mean, the Marvels is the first movie that Marvel's had to not make back its budget. Well, that also. There's a lot of reasons behind that, I think. Well, they've seen a decline. I mean, Ant-Man Quantum Mania was supposed to be their big, this big tentpole movie, and it didn't do that great. Yeah. You know, so they've, they've seen it for a while. All I know is that Bob Iger has got a task on his hands. I don't know how they fix it, nor do I even want to um, give my opinion on how they should. But, I mean, he's got to fix his movie, the movie section of his company. He's got to fix the streaming and TV show section of his company. All while Ike Perlmutter or whatever his name is is trying to um overthrow the the board. 
he gave yeah. all his shares to some company and this company now has three billion in shares for Disney and they're gonna try to oust Bob Iger. It's a lot. I, I wouldn't I mean it's crazy how much flux Disney is in right now. I mean, they didn't have even their Pixar movies, which were, were usually slam dunks. I mean, they didn't they they took a big loss this year. Yeah. But so Okay, let's talk TV shows. I honestly I don't have that many. I only have one or not TV show, movie, sorry. I only have one movie on my best of 2023 and two movies on my worst of 2023. What do you got? Uh best for me, I mean, of course you got to start strong with John Wick 4. Yeah, that was a great one. Fantastic movie across the Spider-Verse. Masterpiece of an animation movie. Um That's... Tetris Tetris, Tetris was, was a, good. A surpriser. I forgot about that a, one. A movie on the lore of the video game and uh, all the like espionage and backhanded tactics between behind a, Isn't a video that game. Crazy. Isn't yeah. that crazy that all that shit happened for this one video game? Yeah, it's crazy. Real crazy. Um then uh one of my favorite movies is Iron the Iron Claw. I haven't Efron. seen it yet. I I want to see it because you know me, I'm a I'm here for a 24 movies. Um, even Very sad story though. Very sad story. I believe it. I don't think a 24 would have covered. Uh, I mean, most pro wrestling fans know the story of the Von Eric family and how tragic it is. And that just turning that into a movie, they do it very tastefully. They handle the tragic, the tragic uh, manners of that family very tastefully. Um, well, the, but... the one of the brothers was involved, right? <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Von Erich, which is the only surviving member of the family. Yeah, so I definitely want to see that because I, I love A24 movies. Um, Zach Efron kills it in this movie. Like, it's probably one of his best roles to date. So, did that come out in 2023 or did that come out 2024? What, Iron Claw? Yeah. Came out 2023. It came out in December. So, he could, do you think it's good enough for him to be considered for? oscars conversation um i don't know if he'll be i don't know if it'll be oscar worthy especially not when you have movies out there like wonka which i haven't seen yet but i'm sure from everything i'm hearing timothy chalamet is going to be in the oscar talk for that um i really enjoyed wonka but i don't know if i'd go that far no like what other movies are out there that are oscar worthy and it's usually movies you've never heard of yeah like barbie and oppenheimer which I don't understand the buzz around Barbie still to this day. I really, I really enjoyed Barbie. Uh, (laughs) I took my daughter and her two cousins to go see it and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I don't know if it's Oscar an Oscar contender, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. Oppenheimer though was phenomenal. I've still not seen Oppenheimer yet. I really want to, but after hearing how long it is, I was kind of like, that's more of a movie. I want to just sit on my couch and watch. But dude, it's it's a great movie for the big screen. Jay and I went and saw it together, and I, uh, Cillian Murphy is just honestly. I think I'm trying to think if any other Oscar contenders came out this year. Cillian Murphy might be my pick for best yeah. actor. 
just because how much effort he puts into that movie dude it's it's so fucking good yeah they're not even like best actor is uh cullen murphy for oppenheimer jeffrey wright for american fiction paul giamatti for the holdovers that's a great one have you seen the holdovers i have not i watched it this last weekend phenomenal i think that is that a24 uh, I'm not sure. Um, Coleman Domingo for Rustin on Netflix, and then Bradley Cooper's new Netflix movie, Maestro. Yeah, I don't know, man. I Holdovers was phenomenal. Um, I don't know if it's you're saying Best Picture. Uh, that's that's leading actors. Like I thought, Paul Giamatti was fantastic, but I don't know if it's Oscar. I don't know. It's tough, man. Last year, I felt like if if Brendan Fraser doesn't win this shit, I'm going to be pissed. This year, I've got my my favorite, which I think is Cillian Murphy. But I don't know if any of them are going to piss me off. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Iron Iron Claw is not even not. It doesn't look like they're nominated for anything Oscar wise. Well, they have a shame because it was still a good movie. They haven't even a. Uh, announced no they haven't this is just speculation of what is going to win it or what's going to be nominated well the the thing is too is that what what i found every year is there's always this like dark horse that gets nominated um like the year that that moonlight won i mean i don't think many people went and saw moonlight before it was nominated and there's always or that year that uh the mark ruffalo movie won the spotlight or searchlight or something like that with the catholic churches Mm -hmm. um there's always this dark horse that gets nominated for all these awards not saying oppenheimer would be one but holdovers could be that movie I, i mean it was it was very good like it's always like this uh i feel like every year around the oscar time there's like these obscure movies that come out of nowhere that nobody ever saw they're like oh yeah that was released in 2024 or 2023 so that's oscar nominated and it's like where did this movie even come from like it it... oh yeah that that happens all the time well that's why maestro came out when it. a lot of these movies come out around this time of year to To uh to to be in the oscar yeah but um but yeah, December's kind of the month of the obscure movie. I mean, the only I mean, they do release some tentpole movies like Lord of the Rings and stuff, but Lord of the Rings itself was Oscar contender, so Yes, it was. I'm trying to I think it didn't the two kings win or didn't one of them win? Um I think one I think one Peter of them won. won a bunch of Oscars for but only one won best picture. Um, did it though? I'm pretty sure. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, yes. Um, Return of the no. King. That's what I meant to say. 
The Fellowship of the Ring was best original score. So the return the one... of the the Return of the King had the distinction of being the only fantasy film until The Shape of Water to have won the Academy Award for Best Picture. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought it was I I can't, I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan, but yeah, I thought either. it was one of those. But um yeah, that uh I remember Return of the King came out in December. But I don't know. I I have a I guess I must have removed one on here because I did put Please Don't Destroy as one of my top movies of the year. Did you watch never, that? Never even heard of it. Dude, it's Peacock. It's done by three guys on SNL. Uh Please Don't Destroy the treasure of foggy mountain or something like that conan o'brien's in it it had anna and i on the fucking floor like that movie was so dumb and but like like clever dumb does that make sense Mm -hmm. like it's not stupid but that movie i want to see more from those guys and it's got really high rotten tomato scores like it's i'm surprised you haven't heard of it it's on peacock i'm pretty sure so fucking good. And then I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse as my top movie of the year, I think. Is what solid. I, I mean, it's a solid movie. Yeah, no other movie had, like, first off, so excited to see it, right? Like, I was itching to go see that movie. And second, that, like, made me, like, I want to go see that movie again, right? That was the only movie. And then I do have some honorable mentions. A bit of surprise for me that I thought it was so good. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I wasn't going to go watch about a movie about a girl getting her period. It's not a movie about a girl getting her period. <laughs> there is there is a storyline in there about her not getting her period yet. But that's not what it's about. But I watched it with my wife and daughter, and I thought it was fantastic just very heartfelt and emotional i think it's beverly cleary based off a book of beverly cleary not raw doll i think it's beverly cleary you know who that is right yes um and no, then my I, don't. Other, I don't know i don't know what you know <laughs> uh my other honorable mention was mutant mayhem i uh, yeah i liked mutant mayhem enough i mean it was a it was a good attempt at a turtles movie we kind of rallied again. We kind of railed against it for our the things that we didn't like about it. But in actuality, when you look at Ninja Turtles as a whole, it's the best adaptation to come out in the last, you know, what twenty years since the nineties. Yeah, I don't know, but that that's why it didn't I'm, I'm not really ready to completely write it off yet because I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. And how they rebound it, and to see what they do with the shredder. I think the the TV show that they could come into Paramount Plus, and um, the second movie are going to play big into how I view this franchise, this yeah franchise of turtles moving forward. Because if they just come in and absolutely drop the ball with the shredder, then it's just an overall yeah it, they, overall if, not great. If they because you and I discussed this, how are you introducing the shredder when you change Splinter's back backstory so much? Right. 
So they could they could screw it up. I don't know. Um, we'll see. The TV show has me nervous. Yeah. Who is this TV show being created for? The people right. that like the movie or for little kids? Well, I think it's going to be the people who like the movie because it's going to be, it's covering the same time frame as the movie. So, and the other thing that makes me nervous is we saw what a couple of years ago that Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to purchase Paramount. So, if that goes through, how bad is that going to fuck up Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Because Warner Brothers Discovery might be one of the single worst fuck ups that I've seen in Hollywood. Yeah, that whole situation has just been nothing but a nightmare. Yeah, we had high hopes for that. You remember? Mm-hmm. But those two made my honorable mentions. All right. So, what's your worst movies of the year? Oh, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't even say they were terrible because I enjoyed them, but like, the Flash, um, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Uh, I didn't really care for Barbie. Uh, I didn't really care for like the Marvels was just a movie to me. It wasn't like anything like to scream at the mountaintops about. Um, I'm trying to really think like other so movies like, I've seen this year. Well, while you think about that, I'm gonna I two made my list. And I don't know if you've seen one of them. Was the the whale was last year, wasn't it? Yes, because he won Best Actor. Yeah. Um, but the Marvels is on my list, not because it's a bad movie, but more so that it's just a lazy movie. That was I that felt like I wasted my time. Adam Driver movie sixty five. I shut that off. I haven't even watched that. And then there was that. Uh poor piss poor uh remake of white man can't jump with jack harlow i didn't watch that one either the 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 original with wesley snipes and um and woody uh, harrelson woody harrelson is just classic i didn't see the point of it being me remade but whatever the other one i have on my list is aquaman i have not seen aquaman oh my gosh it's... i have no de- desire to see it. that's interesting of you because max like lo- or ish loved it uh, I think Max liked it also. Uh, Max said that he enjoyed it, but he's not going to go pay to see it again. Yeah, it was like the most. He was like, "It's the most movie movie." Of That's the amazing year. that Ish liked it because when I watched it, I even turned to Jay and I said, "This is giving off big Thor Love and Thunder vibes." Oh yeah, if Ish wrote a whole synopsis about how great the movie is and how it's a true blue action-packed superhero movie to its core and i it it piqued my interest but i'm not about to go give any more money to dc right now it's lazy it rips i named when i was with jay i named off i think three or four marvel movies that that it ripped off ideas from none of it is original none of it it rips off Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It rips off Thor: Love and Thunder. It rips off. Uh, what was the other one that I was that I said it ripped off? There's certain story beats that happen in there. You're like, okay, I understand what they 
wanted to do, but it just feels really uninspired. And this is coming from, I didn't really care for the first one that much either. I like Jason Momoa. I was excited to see how DC was going to close the whole DCEU, um, you know, era, I guess the Snyder era. And it just felt like it lacked a rudder. Does that make sense? Yeah. The it whole just... Snyderverse felt that way. And Jason Momoa just seems to be really phoning it in. Not believable at all. And then uh, Patrick Wilson, the same. And I'm sorry, but Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa have zero chemistry with each other. That's and interesting because I've heard a lot of people saying like, it's like the perfect buddy cop movie. Yeah, same people that said that uh, um, Stuber was the perfect buddy. <laughs> Tyler's favorite movie, best movie <laughs> ever made, Stuber. Um, no, it's it's bad, dude. It's, I mean, it was bad enough to make my worst of 2023. Yeah, it's not a movie I ever care for. Shazam the the second Shazam is light years better than this. And Shazam's not that good. Theory of the gods light years better than Aquaman. And it's, it's not even that good. Um, it just feels like they got the memo at the beginning of the year that this shit's not going anywhere. You, what pisses me off, dude, is that they canceled Batgirl. And everybody that's seen Batgirl has said, oh, this was a good movie. I've, right? heard, I've heard the opposite. I've heard I've, everyone say that they see why it was shelved and that it was it wasn't good. Well, it couldn't have been any worse than Aquaman. I just don't understand why they cancel one and not the other. Well, because Aquaman was already done and shot. And Batgirl, so they were Batgirl. gonna have to, Batgirl, they were gonna have to go back and do like a hundred million dollars in reshoots. So they just canceled it so they didn't have to spend that extra money. But, but you got to remember, Aquaman's been coming out for, I want to say, two years now. It just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed because of the pandemic. So it just feels like it should have just been canceled. It was, they're not going to make back their budget. I don't think they're going to make back their budget. No, I don't think they will. So I Marvel's was that. number two on my list of worst of 2023, and Aquaman was number three. That's how I feel right now. And, I, and, you know, I numbered these and I really wish I didn't. The bad thing about this year, though, is like we had a long stretch where movies, because of the actors and writers strike, studios were pushing movies. So, like, you got to think about it. We would have had what we were supposed to have Ghostbusters, Frozen Kingdom this year. Um, and think we're supposed to have a couple other movies this year that got pushed into next year because of the actors and writers strike so it, it just feels like the first half of 2023 was really good for movies and then you had this giant lull and then december had some some decent movies like really the only movies out that i was looking forward to were wonka which i didn't have a chance to see yet because it came out after we had the baby and then Iron Claw. That was kind of like the last two movies of the year I was really looking forward to. Wonka almost made my list just because it it was just so well done. And it was so just 
it it paid respect to the original because it's supposed to be a prequel to the Gene Wilder movie, right? Yeah. And I felt like it was very respectful of that movie. Does that make sense? Like often you see prequels come in and like, oh, we're gonna break the status quo and we're you know what I mean? Yeah. This movie didn't do that. This movie said, okay, we hold this movie in such high regard. It is so such a beloved thing that we want to do it justice. Like we want, you know what I mean? Ghostbusters, the the first, uh, not the all girl one. The first one felt like that because Ivan Reitman's son was involved with it. Of course. It oh, was. um, afterlife. Yes. Yes. That was the, the first one, right? With the, that, ghost. Was, the, that was the one that came out, uh, a few years ago. Um, yeah. That Ivan Reitman's son. Yeah. Directed. So it was made in respect to the original two, right? Whereas Paul Feige's Ghostbusters, its sole purpose was to completely break the status quo, make something different to hell with the original ones, right? And I feel like that's often what happens, right? They don't pay any respect. The Ninja Turtles, same thing, right? Not not this new one. I felt this new one was a little bit more, you know besides changing those couple things but you're talking about the michael bay ones the michael bay ones it said hey this is a ridiculous concept so we're we're just gonna to hell with everything that came before this and we're just gonna make our own thing and zero respect to to the original so often that happens wonka feels like it belongs in the same conversation as the gene wilder movie and that's that's very encouraging timothy chalamet does a very good job it's a bit more of a musical It's a bit more of a musical. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, like there were songs in the original, but only like three. Well, every time the Oompa Loompa sing. No, there was way more than three because you had the Oompa Loompa song. You had the um, you had the imagination imagination song. Um, Well, this this new one feels like it dials it up to 11. Like it, it feels like much more of a musical than I remember the original one. Yeah. So you had the uh, pure imagination, golden age of chocolate, the candy man. I eat more think positive. I seen it all on TV. Cheer up Charlie. Whatever song it is that grandpa Joe sings when his bastard ass finally gets out of bed. <laughs> but Scumbag. isn't it, isn't a lot of those songs like the, the one that Mike TV sings. Isn't it like, like very sh- one? Isn't it like very short? Yeah, but it's still a still a song. So in this movie, it's like full length songs. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's no short little like songs. So the the difference that I see, like in the original movie, there was besides pure imagination and and Candyman and stuff. There was short songs like when the Oompa Loompa comes out and sings after a kid, you know like the German kid that falls in the lake and stuff like that. They sing a short little song, right? They were all things to like push the story along. This feels much more. The songs are much um, longer. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched the original. Another one that makes my list is uh, the little mermaid. You liked that? No, no. As bad. Oh yeah. It was awful. Awful. Um, that is not 
to say that the girl that played Ariel was bad. I I liked her. I didn't like the movie. Aquafina was poorly yes. cast. Still it. And then yeah, I didn't like the whole Prince Eric having an unnecessary song. Yeah. Uh, so there's two songs that were written. Well, there was Scuttlebutt, right? Yeah. And then Prince Eric's song that were written for this movie, but they sing all the original songs. They don't. All the original songs sound like they fall in the same genre, and then Prince Eric's sounds way too modern. It, it was the same issue I had with Aladdin. They sang all these. They sang all those original songs. Will Smith then, is the issue I had with Aladdin. No, nah, he didn't bother me as much. They should have just. They should have just made a CGI version of the Robin Williams one and just use that and re just use the same voiceovers. See, Aladdin didn't bother me as much. the The biggest one that bothered me was Lion King. I didn't mind the line the. Seth Rogen, Lion King, or not Seth Rogen, but if that came out this year, that would be the top of my list. Hated it, but it's nice that you liked it. I did not. (laughs) Uh, my okay, so do you have any TV shows on your worst of, or we already went through that? We already went through that, yeah. Um, so my worst thing that happened this year, worst, it's number one the writers and actors strike. I agree. Um, so number two was the Marvels. Three, Aquaman. Number four was we were told that we were going to get some sort of Fantastic Forecasting news by the end of the year, and we didn't. And I'm tired of this thing dragging on and on and on. Just tell us who the fuck it is. I feel like what they're doing is they're like, hey, we got an idea for Mr. Fantastic. Float it out there and see what people think. I feel like every name that we've heard is not going to happen. Well, we have. We got Pedro Pascual. Or Pascual. He, hasn't, he hasn't been confirmed. Yeah, it's close. I, it's all about a done deal. If Disney isn't out there, I think that's... I really don't want that. But, but you know... The Vanessa Kirby I heard as as Sue Storm, that'd be fine. She looks it. She looks the part, I think. And the dude who played Eddie in season in uh, Stranger Things as Johnny Storm. Yeah. None of this is confirmed, though, right? right. Wait, Johnny Storm or, or The Thing? Johnny Storm. Oh, the was dude, it? Do you watch The Bear? Yeah. Well, so I, his... I know what you're talking about. The dude from Shameless? No, no, his brother the from the bear. So the dude in the bear, not the main guy, but his brother, I think it is, is who they're talking about playing the thing. The guy who Ron played Moss Bachrock. Yeah, and the man who played Eddie in Stranger Things is gonna be Johnny Storm. Yeah, I knew I knew he was involved. But I don't know. I just wish they would just fucking confirm something that's all i want and then my number five worst thing of 2023 was matthew perry what happened to him that sucked him him dying of you from using ketamine and which apparently was prescribed to him it's prescribed to a lot of people i don't know honorable mention for ozempic oh sorry (laughs) 
honorable mention for worst thing of 2023 everything's too fucking expensive Jesus. <laughs> everything costs way too much all right so do you have anything else you want to ask for worst of uh no i think that covers it I mean, yeah for me it was pretty much just the writers and actors strike and so, so looking forward to 2024 what do you got? I actually changed mine as you mentioned something because I forgot it was coming out and I can't. Deadpool I three it. saves the MCU. I hope so. We'll see. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. Apparently, I just read a report that he's fighting with Disney about certain things. They wanted to put Brie Larson in it, and he said, "Fuck that." So apparently, they're fighting about Brie. shit. I don't know why they want to put Brie Larson in it. I have no idea, but apparently not everything's running as smooth as you would hope for one of the most anticipated movies, my most anticipated movie of next year. Um, the only Marvel movie MCU movie we're getting next year. Is that the only one? Yeah. It better be fucking good, dude. Then you're going to have, of course we get Madam, Madam Webb and Craven the Hunter and Venom three are all back to continue to sink the ship of the Sony Spider-Man universe. When are they just going to realize that? You know, I'm going to go see Madam Web because of Sydney Sweeney. That's why I'm going to see yeah. it. But have you watched that new comedy she's in with the dude from Top Gun? I have not. I haven't either. Yeah, I saw a poster for it. Um, and I would probably want to go see that one. Uh, my second movie that I'm looking forward to, I think it comes out next year, is Beetlejuice 2. Nah, I don't care. Beetlejuice. They're... What what's left to do with Beetlejuice? I, don't I just know. feel like Beetlejuice two is just gonna kill and hurt the reputation of the first one. I, I don't know, I'm dude. Wrong, but Jenna Ortega, she's kind of a horror. I'm not saying Beetlejuice is horror, but it wow, kind of falls in that vein. Horror? How do you know she's no, a horror? Horror. Oh, she's a right. horror horror movie buff, right? And she did the Scream movie. And everybody's like, why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? She did the Scream movie, and that was very well received. I feel like she picks and chooses her well, and she project did very carefully. And she was very good as Wednesday Adams. But I'm afraid like her character in Beetlejuice 2 is going to be too much like Wednesday because she's supposed to be Lydia's daughter. So it's like, all right, so Lydia kind of had that deadpan. Right. Like... Um, which lydia basically is wednesday yeah so it's like all right so i just i just don't see where how beetlejuice 2 fits in like well tim burton's involved in this right i believe so he's writing and directing it i hope yeah i i don't know i just there's like enough said, names in here to make me think that I mean Michael Keaton's coming back. He he said that he wouldn't do it unless it was good. Jenna Ortega's gonna be in it. Tim Burton's gonna be in it, or gonna be writing, directing it. There's enough names in this that make me think this has the potential to be good. So it's got me excited. There's not much to be excited for next year besides Deadpool, Beetlejuice, and Ghostbusters. Those are my top three. Deadpool three. Yeah, Ghostbusters for Ghostbusters. Oh, I'm so excited for Ghostbusters. Next, I have Umbrella Academy. Uh, I'm gonna watch it because I'm invested, but I'm kind of over it. And then, lastly, I have Ted, the Peacock series. Oh, I could care less about that. 
you don't even have they don't even have uh mark Wahlberg. well it's a prequel it. so it's i know kids still well mark Wahlberg helped make that movie i wish uh he was like the narrator kind of like young sheldon yeah where he's like telling stories from his teenage years yeah young sheldon has like a different actor a, a kid playing him but he's the narrator yeah jim parsons i think, I think that would be uh I don't know. We still don't know what it what it's going to be. Mark Wal- Wahlberg would have done it in a heartbeat, I'm sure, if they asked him. Maybe. Like he's, well, too busy him doing, and... he's too busy making another Pacifier-esque movie for... Family Plan was awesome. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I was I thought it was hilarious. Very cute and very um, easy to watch. Does that make sense? Yeah. And my honorable mention is SDCC. For what? Looking forward to 2024. Oh. What'd you think? Yeah. Worst stuff? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, is that on your like <laughs> no looking honorable forward honorable mention for 2023? No, looking forward. And and then I'm also going to see Blink 182 in July. Again. And this time I think with Max. Very nice. So yeah. What about you? Did it, did I cover everything you had on your list? Or you have a yeah? Else? I mean, pretty much. I'm looking for forward to whatever surprises 2024 brings. Um, the boys, the boys, uh, Deadpool three, San Diego Comic Con is as always. That's my go to. But yeah, and, and just uh, down for the ride for 2024. I guess. I just I heard that things are going to start coming down in price. That's what I'm most looking forward to. (laughs) I really hope that's the case. We got a small relief with the gas. It was like right at three bucks for like two weeks. And then it bumped right back up again. (laughs) So, but, uh, yeah, my favorite moment of 2023 was this little peanut. No, look at that cry face. She's got dark hair. Did Logan have dark hair like that? Oh yeah. Logan Logan looks like a little Michael Scott when she was born. So she's adorable. I like the name he chose too. Riley. For everybody, yeah, for everybody listening to the podcast, Matt called me and gave me three choices, and I think that's the one I picked. That's the one I I saw everyone whose opinion that actually matters to me. I called my buddy Bass, who was in my wedding party, you and Kyle and my and all picked Riley. All picked <laughs> Riley. Yeah, I wanted what, Carter, but I lost out to Riley. I, like, right. I got to sneak two Spider-Man references into her name because her name is Riley Elizabeth Parker. <laughs> that's so. awesome. Uh, I like the name Carter. I think I just didn't like what you had it paired with. I think that was my issue with the other two. Is you had Carter Elizabeth with, Sky? Yeah, I I think. I think that was my issue with the other ones you gave me is the the pairings. Well, Elizabeth is is important because it's a very like big family name for Aaron's family. Like Aaron, uh, Aaron's middle name is Elizabeth. Taylor's middle name was Elizabeth. Um, and so it's just and I think there's a bunch of family history with that middle name. So Elizabeth was important. So that's why I went with that. No, we just kind of stuck with the the two middle name things since Logan has two of them. 
Yeah, the, all the names are fine. I just didn't like how they were combined with some of them. So I think but, you picked the best one. You know, I've come to learn in our second child that my wife and I are just horrible at naming kids because it took us like that was the last thing holding us up to come home from the hospital. Is like, you need a name. We need a name. We need a name. Like we were being hounded by the birth records people to give her. Name I didn't in. realize that that was a thing. Like I thought, yeah, that you could turn that in after. Like well, I thought can, they were just kind of like they were, baby all all word or something. They, you can, but they they were really hounding us for a name, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to leave without uh, having that name. Yeah, so we had all ours picked out, um, and they all fit, in my opinion. I was really worried about the last one, Olivia, because we thought she was a boy, so we were like really wanting the name Oliver. Um, and then my grandfather's name, which is Delfor, uh, as a middle name, and uh, and when we found out it was a girl, we had a change it up real quick and i said well why not just the female version of oliver olivia <laughs> so i was nervous that it wasn't going to fit but now i can't ma what we call her livy and livy is what fits when i call her olivia it feels strange but yeah but uh yeah but so that's there that's our looking forward to 2024 that's everything that was sucked in 2023 and everything that was great about 2023 what was your I'm most hardest? looking forward to 2024 to putting more episodes of the show out, not taking such long breaks in between and more content and better content yes. and the return of couch crunchers and so much stuff coming to this channel and well, collabs. We, hopefully well, now we're trying to figure out when we're going to, when we're going to do the couch cruncher show. <laughs> we're, fight, we're fighting overnights. <laughs> Max is like, I can do Tuesday, but I like 10. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, don't you have a job? <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, Couch Crunchers is going to be awesome. And I should have put that on my list. Now I, now I feel like I'm a, a bad podcast host. But uh, Jay, Max, and I are going to come back with Couch Crunchers. It's going to be live in this room, all three of us sitting together, which was something that was really important to Jay. And I think would add a little different element to to the to the network. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think it'll be good. So it's going to be a little different than than what Couch Crunchers was before. Um, it's just going to be movie review once a month. Sometimes a new movie, sometimes an old movie. Who knows? But we're only going to talk about shit that we want to talk about. There you <laughs> and go. No, no, no movie reviews about Scoob. <laughs> there you go. So, or uh, what was the other one I had to watch that fucking I fell asleep in? My hero academia. <laughs> oh, yeah. That must have been Stan. Yeah, I went to the movie theater to watch it. I had no no idea what it was about. I fell asleep 30 minutes in and woke up to some guy that had toilet paper shooters. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Stan. Anime is not my thing. I apologize. <laughs> the next time he... he uh, uh, requested an anime it was um akira is that the name of it uh-huh and um i was conveniently not around for that episode <laughs> <laughs> akira is a classic man i don't know dude i'm just not into anime i get like, that. at all it's just not my thing i 
I don't know. And I like adult animation. You know what I mean? Like I like Family Guy and The Simpsons and South Park, but anime just yeah. doesn't doesn't get me, man. But although that's that Scott Pilgrim was pretty fucking awesome. I can't finish it. It bore it's boring the shit out of me. Oh, I watched it all all in one sitting. But I can't. I'm I love Scott Pilgrim with all So do life. I. I love Scott Pilgrim. I love the movie, the live action movie, but just Scott Pilgrim takes off something about it is just so boring to me. I wish it wasn't a cartoon. I could say that much. I wish it was live action, but if that's all I get, that's all I get. But let us know in the comment section below what your favorite part of 2023 was best, worst, all of that goodness and what you're looking forward to most in 2024 and what you're hoping to see. Um, it could be movies, TV shows, new content on the channel, anything like that. Matt's uh, white ass. Yeah, we're probably, we promise we're going to do better about trying to get shows up <laughs> on a weekly basis. Um, but, uh, yeah, Why'd you just blow past my comment? You don't think anybody wants to see your ass? Nobody wants to see my white, dimply ass. cheese-cratered <laughs> ass, right? I do. No, you don't. <laughs> if you want to go watch, look at a horrifying ass, you can go stare at Max's. <laughs> no, there's too much hair. There's more hair than ass. <laughs> Willie Mammoth ass. It's like a wildebeest under there. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, here's to a great, hopefully great 2024 is prosperous for all, everyone. Um, and uh, we will see you guys back here next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2024. Ready or not, here it comes. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you Come freaks, all freaks Let's listen to Let's Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread, go our, ahead and spread our cheeks. And drink some drink some Cosby wine. Drunk Travis. It makes me feel it real fine. Feel real fine. See you next time on the Absolute Key.